Good afternoon. My name is Andrew Doherty, and I'm the senior news reporter with the Vedette newspaper at Illinois State University. Today, we welcome Democratic gubernatorial candidate J.B. Pritzker and his running mate, State Representative Juliana Stratton. I'd like to thank both Mr. Pritzker and Juliana for taking the time out of their busy schedule to speak with us here at the Vedette. Now, Mr. Pritzker, earlier today, you outlined a new higher education plan called Growing a Globally Competitive Workforce. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what the plan entails? Well, thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks for having us on. Um, it's really focused around the need in Illinois to build up our higher education institutions and to stand up for our students and families that want to send their kids to higher ed. Um, you know, we're focused on increasing uh, college affordability, um, making sure that ki more kids have available to them MAP grants and, and larger grants. Uh, we don't want kids to have to take on as much debt as they're taking on. And so um, there's a, there are a number of aspects of that plan, but we want to work toward and we'll be appointing a task force to study uh, free college in Illinois. Nice. So that's an important part of it. And then we want to make sure we're also um, keeping our kids in state. So many uh, kids who graduate from high school in Illinois under Bruce Rauner have chosen to leave because of the underfunding of higher ed, because he's failed to uh, make sure that uh, MAP grants are available, two years without a budget, people become uncertain about whether or not they're going to be able to afford to go to college uh, because MAP grants were unavailable. And so we want to bring back stability to the state, um, make sure that kids have the opportunity to stay in state with expanded MAP grants. Um, we also want to uh, expand the new uh, AIM High program for merit-based scholarships in the state. Uh, they seem to be going well so far, so we're going to watch that test and, and at the end of it, if it has worked, uh, we think we can do a lot more with that. So that's an example. And then finally, we want to build up our institutions of higher learning and the cities around them, the economy, because our students and even the faculty at our major institutions in Illinois are entrepreneurial and creative and there's an opportunity for them to start businesses or to help others start businesses in the area in which that institution resides and that'll help us create jobs and you know I've spent a lot of my career helping people start businesses and grow them. Um, we've created thousands and thousands of jobs at, a, at an incubator that I founded that's now the best in the world and it's here in Illinois called 1871. We can do that all over the state of Illinois. So those are features of the plan. There are many other features but I wanted to make sure and outline it for you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mr. Pritzker. Uh, Ms. Stratton, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, I'd love for you to just call me Juliana. Juliana, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for having us here today. Uh, it's been great to be on this campus to unveil our higher education plan. And um, it's a priority for both JB and me because, uh, you know, when we think about the way that we're going to move our state forward, we have to invest in our higher education institutions, but we also have to invest in our students. And the only way that we can do that is by making sure that we, first of all, try to stop the bleeding that happened over the last four years under Bruce Rauner, who because of a 736 day manufactured budget crisis, um, really allowed too many of our public institutions of higher education to 
end up hanging on a thread, hanging by a thread. Um, as JB talked about, we had students, we had record number of students deciding, hey, I'm not sure if I can stay here in Illinois, I have to go elsewhere. We have families who uh, you know, saw the instability and weren't sure if they wanted to make keep their kids here in, in Illinois. And we had faculty and staff, you know, 2,300 lost their jobs. Um, and that's unacceptable if we want to make sure that we have a strong, thriving state. So um, there's a lot that we have to do around education in this state. JB and I have put forth a plan regarding early childhood education. We know that K through 12 and fully funding that is important, but we know that the reason why our plan is titled as, as, it, as it is, is because what we do to support students in our institutions of higher education will have a global impact because we are preparing you for the world, and we know that that's going to help the state of Illinois as a whole. Excellent. Well, thank you, Juliana. Um, <clears throat> now, Mr. Pritzker, earlier you also proposed lowering income taxes for most Illinois residents, as well as property taxes. How will you make up for the lost revenue in order to fully fund your new higher education plan? Well, I hope you'll call me JB as JB's well. <laughs> um, so, uh, first, I, I want to say, you know, as you know, that the what. This campaign is really all about standing up for middle class families and people striving to get to the middle class. Working families have been ignored for too long by the politicians in Springfield, by governors, and in particular by this governor who's really been devastating for many working families. Um, he's opposed to giving people collective bargaining rights. He wants to take those away. Um, he's frankly opposed to the minimum wage at the rate that it is today, let alone the, you know, we're favoring raising the minimum wage. He actually said during his campaign in 2014 that he wanted to lower the minimum wage. Um, and, you know, the fact is that when you can't afford to send your kid to college, when you can't afford to pay for the rising cost of health insurance, and you can't get a better job in the state, what is the governor doing? Those are the things that we ought to be attacking in the state. Now, as you know, I have said from the very beginning that we need to change the tax system in the state. Lowering taxes for people in the middle class and those striving to get there, the vast majority of people in the state of Illinois should get a tax break, and the wealthiest people like Bruce Rauner and me should pay a little bit more. And the reason to do that is so we can first make the system fairer, and second, lower local property taxes, which are really a scourge in Illinois. Um, property taxes uh, are what most school systems rely upon to pay most of the bill for K-12 education. That's not what it's like in other states. We're second to the bottom in Illinois in paying for education from the state level, and second to the top in forcing local property taxpayers to pay the bill. And the average state in the United States is about half and half, and we should be working toward that. So that's really the purpose of that fair tax system. And in order to pay for our, our higher ed plan, you know, we've been very clear about it doesn't cost that much to do what we have proposed. We are expanding MAP grants in the state to 50% more students, so that's 70,000 more people who will have the opportunity to go to school in the state because they'll get a MAP grant. We also have put forward a plan that costs absolutely nothing, which is to help re people refinance their debt that they've taken on while they're in college so that instead of paying the very high rate of interest that you get granted today when you take on a college uh, uh, loan, you can actually trade that in, refinance it at a much lower rate. That's something that 12 other states have done. Illinois can do it, and that's part of our proposal. So um, it, this really isn't a very expensive uh, endeavor to lift up our students and our schools, but 
because Bruce Rauner has so damaged higher education, it's imperative that we begin the process now of really rebuilding. And that's why this plan is so important to have right away when we get elected, so that in January of 2019, we can begin to put Illinois' universities back on the map as the greatest institutions in the country. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, JB. Um, now, that we did just speak of uh, Governor Rauner as well. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Now, regarding the graduated income tax, Governor Rauner and uh, Illinois Republicans have criticized you for not providing details of the plan. Uh, will you be outlining any specifics on how you'll be uh, proposing the graduate income tax uh, before the no November election? Well, remember, in order to put in place a fair tax system, we've got to actually get it passed through the General Assembly, the House and the Senate, and it has to go to a referendum of the people of Illinois. So it'll be very transparent about all of it will be from start to finish. Um, what I've said about this plan is that the wealthiest people should pay more, the vast majority of people should pay less, that we need to reform our property taxes and lower them for most people, and we need to pay for our K-12 education system. That's, that's basically the things that are involved in, in a, uh, in a uh, uh, fair tax system. Most states in the United States have one. They're all different. So, you know, pointing at one or another doesn't really do us any good because every state is a little bit different. Uh, but most states have that, this graduated income tax system, and so does the United States government. So really, Illinois is the outlier still living in the past with an antiquated tax system that burdens people in the middle class much more than it does people at the top. People think that because we have a flat income tax that, oh, that's fair because everybody's paying the same rate of tax. Not true. If you look at all of the taxes that fall on people in the state of Illinois, including property taxes, including sales taxes, it's very regressive. People in the, in the middle class and people at the bottom pay 12 and 13 percent taxes in Illinois. People at the top pay only six, six and a half percent. That's not fair. People who can most afford it paying the least rate in Illinois, that's unfair. And that's why we've put forward this fair tax idea and making sure that, you know, when we do it, everybody will have a say, including the Republicans, in how we put the rate system in place. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, Juliana, I do have one question for you as well. Both candidates in this uh, gubernatorial race have been criticized for, for the, <clears throat> pardon me again. <laughs> it's okay. Um, for Illinois being one of the most expensive gubernatorial races in the country, uh, given that we've had a businessman as governor, and Mr. P JB is also a businessman, what would differentiate you between you and Governor Rauner in that case? So I think there's a vast difference between JB and Governor Bruce Rauner, and being a legislator and being JB's running mate, I get to see that up close and personal. Um, first of all, JB has spent his entire career, his life really, working on issues relating to social and economic justice. And that's important to everyone here in our state, and certainly your listening audience. Um, JB is someone who has uh, built businesses. He referenced uh, being the one that helped to start 1871, small business incubator, created over 7,000 jobs in our state. He's someone who is a national leader on early childhood education, recognizing that if we invest in our children early on in life, that there's a, 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 a greater chance that they will be successful down the line. And he has been considered a national expert on that for over 20 years. JB is someone who helped to expand a school breakfast program, a program that was started by President Obama to make sure that over 200,000 200, 
mostly low-income students, some of whom would never, perhaps not even have another meal that day, would make sure that they could have a good, healthy meal in that uh, during the school day. These are examples. He was one of the ones that uh, helped to support the Center on Wrongful Conviction, and criminal justice reform is something that's incredibly important to me. These are things that he has done throughout his life before he decided to run for governor. And so while he does, of course, have a strong um, business sense and a business sense that's going to help our state and think through some of the challenges that we have, JB also recognizes from his work that he's done that government is not a business that it's not some business you come in to try to tear down and fire people and get rid of everyone government ser serves a role an important role for our state and we have to strengthen government and bring the business sense that he brings governor rauner on the other hand has been somebody that throughout his life has only torn down fire come into businesses bought them out tore them down fired everyone and he's tried to bring that same mindset to illinois and that's not governing. And that's the main difference between these two gentlemen. Excellent. Thank you, Juliana, for that. Um, just a quick follow-up question. I promise this is the last time I'll be mentioning Governor Rauner. Um, he has <laughs> introduced or has proposed uh, instituting, uh, instituting uh, term limits for state legislator, the state legislator, as a state representative, and as well as you, Mr. <laughs> JB. Uh, would you agree with that? JB and I have been very clear about term limits, and I know JB has talking qu talked quite a bit about term limits for legislative leaders. Um, as you all, as you know, that everybody in their own district can vote for whomever they want, and if they don't like the person that's representing them, they don't have to vote for them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we should have more competitive elections in the state of Illinois, and that means if you like your state legislator, you should be able to vote them back in. If you don't, you should be able to vote them out. But we ought to make sure that we draw the districts in a way that is more competitive. So we've got to get rid of gerrymandering in the state of Illinois and make sure that Republicans and Democrats have opportunities in virtually every district. Um, the way that things get gerrymandered today, they're not competitive. So let's have competitive elections and let you, if you've got a legislator that's been in place for 20 years maybe, maybe they're doing a great job. Why would you want to throw them out if they actually know what they're doing and they're doing an excellent job for the district and everybody likes them? Why should we force them out? What we should do though is make sure that the leadership in Springfield whether they're the president of the Senate, the Speaker of the House, or even chairs of committees, that they don't serve forever in those positions because changing up leadership in those positions, I think, brings new blood and new, you know, new direction in leadership to Springfield. That's what we ought to be focusing on. Excellent. Well, thank you both for that. Um, and then as my last question would be then, do you have a message for Illinois State University students uh, before this November election? Well, of course. I mean, first of all, um, we're just so grateful to be on this campus. The Illinois State University is one of the top 100 public universities in the country. And so to know the quality education that you're getting here um, at ISU is so important. And we want to make sure that we can allow more students in our state to have the same type of quality education. Election Day, I, I'm not sure when this is going to air or when it's available, but Election day is November 6th, but early voting starts on September 27th. And so it's likely if you're listening to this, then you are able to vote right now. And we wanna make sure that every student is registered, but also every student exercises his or her right to vote. Voting has benefits, 
but not voting has consequences. And we want to make sure that every student, to have your voice heard, uh, you can best do that by voting and then holding your elected leaders accountable for the things that you said you were supporting while you voted for them. Excellent. Thank you, Giuliani. <laughs> Pardon me. JB? I'll just add that uh, I think students have a top of mind. Um, are, is somebody going to do something about the cost of going to college? Bruce Rauner hasn't proposed anything that's good for students. I have. Um, is someone going to do something about creating jobs for you when you graduate? I mean, truly focusing on universities and making sure that university students who graduate in Illinois have real opportunity. I've demonstrated that I've done that during the course of my life, and I'm going to do that as governor. And then, you know, focusing on the things that matter once you graduate, like, you know, are we going to have real wage increases in the state of Illinois? Are you going to have enough jobs created so there's competition for labor? Are we going to raise the minimum wage? Bruce Rauner's done nothing. He's created fewer jobs, in fact, uh, during his tenure than during the same period during his predecessor's tenure, and he called him a miserable failure at job creation. So in terms of what students, what matters to students, you know, making a better state, making sure there's real opportunity for them, and making sure that we're opening up opportunity for everybody in the state of Illinois, not leaving anybody out, and that we're standing up for working families and working people all across the state. I've been doing that my whole life. I'm going to continue to do that when I become governor. Excellent. And thank you both so much for hosting this podcast with me. Students at ISU, I'm sure, are very excited to hear this tomorrow. Thank you, Andrew.